The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. There's no crying in baseball! No crying! And this game's underway. Into the wind of it is first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my so God. Deep to right field. Way up there. High, oh, high. And look who's coming up. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Here's the payoff pitch. Good morning. Happy Friday. Welcome in to Action Network's MLB betting podcast. Payoff pitch. We are presented by BetMGM. Brendan Glasheen in the host chair, joined by Anthony DeBundo and Tanner McGrath on this Friday. A lot to get to. Full slate, 15 gamer. If you have not subscribed to Payoff Pitch already, please do so. And uh, also uh, leave us a review. We'd greatly appreciate that. If you're watching, on Action Network YouTube, because we understand we have an audience there. Hit the like button on the video if you enjoy our payoff pitch shows, and also subscribe to the Action Network YouTube channel. We greatly appreciate it. We're here Monday, Tuesday, and Friday during the season. We took this past Monday off for the holiday, and we're coming down the stretch here. We want to finish out strong. We know football's back, but uh, some of you are still baseball diamond diehards. So uh, a lot to get to uh, at the end of the show want to recap where we were Tuesday on the NL Cy Young discussion because there's movement there and there's a pitcher on the mound tonight that is involved with that. And also I've got a Phillies fan and a Marlins fan uh, by my side today. And those two teams face each other this weekend. And I would love to get the thoughts of DeBundo and Tanner McGrath when we talk about that so we'll work that in but first as we normally do debundo a best bet for this friday slate what do you got yeah we're going back to the well on reese olsen and the detroit tigers uh, minus 125 at BetMGM at home against mike clevenger and the white Sox. i think the tigers have pretty solid advantages all across the board here uh, we've discussed the tigers at length i feel like probably more than they've deserved given their record this season i feel like we've been become a bit of a Tigers podcast. But uh, Olsen, over the last month, uh, his stuff plus has gone down, which is about what you'd expect. You know, a guy makes a debut, he's amped up, and he is throwing his fastball a little harder. He has lost a couple, uh, you know, stuff plus number and, and a little bit of a, a tick off the, off the fastball. So he's right around uh, league average stuff, but he still has two excellent off-speed pitches, and I think that's going to be the major key here. The White Sox as a lineup, 
are one of the most aggressive swinging lineups in the entire league. So they will chase a lot. And that's big for Olsen because he does generate above average chase rates. Uh, and his, you know, his command can be a little bit wonky at times. That's probably, you know, the bigger knock on him right now is that he gives away too many walks. Uh, and the White Sox against uh, right-handed pitching just have not been good all season long. Uh, we've seen a lot of these bad, bad teams call up a lot of youngsters and try to give them more playing time. But that hasn't really been the case for the Chicago team. You know, they haven't really necessarily embraced the youth because they don't have a ton in the upper minors that's particularly young. So uh, I, I do like the Tigers here. I like the way the offense is trending. I like the way that the uh, that Olsen projects better than Clevenger. I know that if you look just at like home run rates, Olsen has a problem there. But from strikeout minus walk perspective, Olsen clearly better than Clevenger. Uh, Clevenger, you know, somebody who was uh, waived and then, you know, nobody wanted him. So I think that, you know, kind of gets to the point of what Mike Clevenger is at this point in his career. Even though he's had a solid season as a, as a you know, back-end starter, uh, I'm going with the Tigers at home. Tigers price is at minus 140 now. So I would imagine you'd want to get that uh, as soon as you can uh, as the line continues to move on Detroit. Tanner, best bet for Friday. What, what do you got? Yeah, before I get to my best bet, I, I'm just going to echo DeBundo because I really like the Tigers today too. And I want to talk specifically about, um, he said he has two excellent off-speed pitches. His slider is is just great. I mean, he throws it more than any of his other pitches. He's got a 21% swinging strike rate on it. That is awesome. Um, and like he said, I, I think the Tigers, you know, those young kids, those guys in the middle of the lineup, they're pulling the ball more, hitting the ball harder, hitting the ball in the air. Kerry Carpenter and Spencer Torkelson both rank among the top 15 hitters in WRC plus over the past month, both over 175. The Tigers are a legit above average offense behind that lineup. White Sox continue to flail. They are 16 and 32 in the second half. I think they're a dead team. And I do, I think Olsen is a very intriguing pitcher. And you just know what you're going to get from Mike Clevenger, four and a half XCRA, stereotypical right-handed fastball slider guy. So I tailed the bundle on that because I really like that pick. But for my best bet, I'm going to talk about a team that I really hate, the Yankees on the money line. Yeah. You can get about minus 120-ish. And I just think that the Yankees are a buy for the remainder of the season. I have talked at length about their issues this year. But Jason Dominguez is everything that they need. Everything that I was worried about, he brings. He's a switch-hitting batter that crushes right-handed pitching and is surprisingly speedy for his short and stocky frame. The Yankees needed depth. They needed speed. They needed balance in the lineup. He's brought it all. And maybe he's kicked some life into the lineup, but I think the more likely explanation is that the Yanks are finally seeing all that positive regression that they've been due for, that I've protected them for all season long. I mean, you look at some of the guys, DJ, DJ LeMay, he was back. Labor Torres is crushing the ball. Even Stanton has a 135 WRC plus over the past two weeks. Anthony Volpe has been a plus bat, which is surprising to me. And of course, it's nice to have a healthy judge in the middle of that lineup. And do not look now. But starting pitcher Luis Severino has quietly put together a couple of quality starts recently. He did struggle against the Astros last time out, but he gave up two home runs. Real interesting thing is that his velocity is back up. Um, last start, 98 miles per hour average on the fastball. Uh, he picked up 12 whiffs on that pitch against Detroit in the uh, pre prior start. Velocity up on all of his other pitches, too. I think he's a tad undervalued here, and I think the entire Bronx Bombers team is undervalued in the market. They're taking on the Brewers. Brewers are not hitting right-handed pitching anyways. 
uh, fifth lowest WRC plus against the side over the past month. They'll have to battle the undervalued Severino and then a nasty Yankees bullpen. I love this bullpen. I don't think that's a good look for them. And I'm fine fading starting pitcher Colin Ray. 6.8 ERA over his past six starts. Um, I am going to be buying the Yankees here and a lot down the stretch. This is something Zerillo talked about when we talked about, you know, Severino and, and obviously he'd become a laughing stock in the league and all the memes and poor results that he had. Uh, but the stuff never really wavered. Uh, and he had lost some fastball velocity, but he has jumped up again. And I think that's the biggest difference. You know, his fastball, you know, doesn't have a ton of life on it. And so the difference between 98, 96, 95 is huge for him. And I think that that's been the main reason the homers have killed him. And I think as he throws harder, he'll, he'll give up less homers and, and thus, you know, the strikeout minus walk numbers are still solid enough for me to trust him. So I would certainly be Yankees or nothing here as well. Okay. By the way, when you guys bring up the Tigers, Torkelson, who's your guy, DeBundo, uh, in the middle of the lineup? The That's Kerry Carpenter. Kerry Carpenter. Whenever, you, the, the, whenever they come up in any capacity, it makes me miss. It's only been a few weeks, but it makes me miss Dinger Tuesday because – Debundo loves the Tigers for Dinger Tuesday. That's one one thirty six OPS plus for uh, Carey this year. There you go, thirty six percent better than league average with the stick. But he, but he but he but he likes the homer on Wednesdays too, so and Mondays, and Mondays. Yeah, maybe there's next year because you guys seem very high on this team and this young core they're building in that lineup. Uh, let's find out if we're going to fade the public today. The Dodgers are visiting the Washington Nationals and. Uh, it's Emmett Sheehan against Mackenzie Gore looking at BetMGM. The Dodgers on the money line, minus 160. The Nationals, plus 135. Looking at our Action Network pro section, 89% of the bets, 71% of the cash. That just moves slightly in the last few seconds. Coming in on the Dodgers. I think you're both interested, though, in the dog and going against the people. DeBundo, why might Mackenzie Gore and the Nats be worth a look? The public likes you. That's the only reason that this might fly. How are we going to handle the public? Uh, Abbott Sheehan's been somebody that's been discussed on this show at various points. We like the stuff, but the command is really bad. And every time I've watched him, uh, I've been alarmed by his lack of it. Uh, 94 location plus last 30 days. That is barely reliever level command. Uh, and I, I think that you know the Dodgers are in a bit of a pickle here. Because you know they're seeing the numbers on on Kershaw and and his velocity in decline. Arias goes on the administrative list for domestic violence, so he's done for the year. Yep. And now you know what looked like a great rotation that had real depth and was going to be you know pretty comfortably through September here. Walker Buehler's not back yet. I don't imagine he'll be stretched to be a starter. The Dodgers are you know forced to put Sheehan, Sheehan back into the rotation, uh, and I'm just not really buying his numbers here. I think he's a little bit of a vulnerable favorite because of his walk issues. Pepio has taken that, that step forward and taken really Sheehan's spot in the rotation, but now Sheehan's back in it. And I'm, I'm a little bit alarmed by him. Also, we don't know the status of Mookie Betts. Uh, Betts is questionable right now, waiting on reports kind of, if you can get ahead of the news there. I mean, that's a pretty big market move for him. This Dodgers lineup, which, uh, you know, still when they put out their righty platoon lineup against lefties, it's not as good as the lefty platoon lineup against righties uh, from a talent perspective. So, you know, some weaknesses there. Uh, and, and yeah, I, I do think that, you know, Gore, as bad as his command is, and as much as that's a problem against this Dodgers lineup, uh, I, I lean to the over and I also lean to the Natitude Nationals uh, at home. You know, plus 140 is out there. I wouldn't go any lower than that. 
There is a 13.3% edge on Gore's strikeout prop tonight as well. A B-plus grade in the action app. So that bodes well for fading the Dodgers. And by the way, um, and Tanner, we'll get your thoughts on this too. Just based on your sentiments to Bundo, it sounds like you're kind of, we'll get to the Phillies, keep this about the Dodgers for a second, but it sounds like you're coming down on the Dodgers possibly as a NL pennant World Series team. Yeah, you know, I've never really been with all these alarming. Yeah, I'm not, I have not invested in the Dodgers at all this year. In fact, I actually have a win total under that's probably going to lose. I have to check. What are they at now? They're at 84 wins. I got it right here, Mundo. They are 85 and 54. 54. Yep. So if they were to play at that pace for the rest of the season, they would. Uh, go over by three wins, two and a half wins relative to my number. So I need them to slow in, slow into the finish here. Hopefully they uh, t- they rest because they're going to be locked into the two seed. But yeah, I, look, I came in lower than the market on the Dodgers uh, this season. Um, really wasn't buying either of the NOS teams. But I think that uh, you know their playoff rotation, at one point you could squint and be like, well, actually, if it's Bobby Miller, Julio Arias, and Clayton Kershaw, that's going to be really hard to beat given you know that they have two MVP-level players the top of their lineup and the bullpen was starting to figure some things out. But now with, you know, Bueller uh, making his comeback, we don't know what he's going to look like, but Arias down and Kershaw throwing his softest of his career. Like I'm going to fade him Sunday because of it. Uh, That's alarming because Pepio has shown some good stuff, but hasn't put it together long enough for me to trust him. And Lance Lynn is, you know, we know what he is. So all of a sudden that, that rotation that looked really good and maybe better than Atlanta's just doesn't anymore. So uh, I've, you know, they're potentially going to see Milwaukee in a second round best of five series. If the, if Milwaukee holds on to the central, that's going to be a really interesting series given the difference in quality and starting pitching. If Kershaw's not right. And obviously Arias is down now. Tanner, anything to add? Because you're on the Nationals as well. You have some natitude on this Friday. Yeah, this will double as my as my dog of the day. And uh, one, of my, dog. one of my cardinal rules of betting baseball, something that goes back years for me, is that if I am going to fade the Dodgers, I do it against a lefty. Dodgers, usually worse against left-handed pitching, have been the last few years since their worst splits. The split is not as pronounced this season. Uh, I I think it's because Freddie just crushes both sides. But the Dodgers are still slightly worse against left-handed pitching. And if you look over the past month, um, they have only a 298 expected weighted on base average against that side. That's a bottom 10 mark. I think they've been a little bit lucky. I think we can see a bit of regression here. And look, you guys nailed it on the head. Uh, The Dodgers have not looked like themselves recently, especially like what the last two series. They got crushed by the Braves and the Fish. So, enter yeah, McKenzie look, coming Gore. Out of the break, coming, coming out of the break, they were excellent, right? Their offense was clicking on all cylinders. They were right there, and that's why the Mookie talk with Acuna for MVP in, in the National League became a discussion. But, yeah, they've come down since, and, and Acuna also has just been ripping the cover off since Mookie left Boston. Yeah, and, yeah, there are just serious red flags surrounding the Los Angeles Dodgers right now. They're clearly a, a good team, but who knows how far they can go. But so we enter Mackenzie Gore, National Southpaw starting pitcher, a guy that I was really high on to start the season, and then he fell off. But look, he's pieced together three straight solid starts. Uh, Two came on the road against the Yankees and the Blue Jays, and now he's back at home, uh, where his ERA is about a run lower. Um, He's still striking out 26% of batters. He still has a 112 stuff plus on his fastball. And as the Bundo said, 
I'm not believing in Emmett Sheehan yet. I haven't seen enough from him yet. He hasn't been pitching deep into games. Uh, and so like the Dodgers bullpen, it's not like super deep. They could get in trouble in the middle innings. And, you know, I'm higher on this Nationals bullpen than most people are. I think Kyle Finnegan and Hunter Harvey are pretty rock solid. And the bullpen numbers have not been that bad. 4.04 ERA, 3.89 Sierra over the past two weeks. I think the Nationals have a real chance to steal this one as a home dog. Baseball betting season is here, so get in on the action with the king of sportsbooks. Sign up with BetMGM using bonus code ACTION and get up to $1,000 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. Only must be 21 or older to wager, 19 or older in Ontario, new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from insuance. Excludes Michigan, disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidence help in Michigan, 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York, call or text Tennessee red line at 800-889-9789 or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, and Utah, and other states where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash blue wire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Okay, so you're both against the public. And you also have another consensus dog where Taylor, uh, Tanner's going to fa- uh, tail DeBundo. And who might that be for an underdog of the night, DeBundo? Uh-huh. Where's my dog? Uh-huh. Where's my dog? Where's my dog? Yeah, raise the Jolly Roger. The Pittsburgh Pirates, <laughs> uh, you can get plus 190 out there against Bryce Elder and the Atlanta Braves. Uh-huh. Mitch Keller... Uh, you know, somebody I wrote at the beginning of the season to buy and then to sell at the deadline uh, in the second half or the all-star break, rather. Uh, he had his blowups for sure, but he has turned the corner again. And 
and, and found improved uh, command. You know, that was the biggest problem for him. He was leaving too many pitches in the middle of the zone, getting crushed. Uh, and now, you know, the last three starts, six innings, two runs, 12 Ks against Minnesota, eight innings, four hits, six Ks against the Cubs, six innings, uh, one run, eight Ks against St. Louis, two of them on the road as well. So now he goes to Atlanta and look, I know that the Braves are obviously the much better team and overwhelming favorites. There is a chance that Austin Riley sits again. He missed yesterday's game with uh, illness. They think that he's kind of 50-50 to be back today, which certainly hurt the Braves lineup. And I think the Braves, now that they won three out of four, I think are going to be a good fade down the stretch because this is a team that has all but locked up the one seed. They're going to start working in off days. It is hard to stay as mentally locked in, uh, and they're still going to get that absurdly high market rating for the rest of the season, uh, Elder especially. So, you know, Bryce Elder has been a frequent fade candidate of this show. Uh, and early in the year when he had elite, elite ground ball rates, he kind of got away with it, but he is no longer pitching at that level. And the ground ball rate, if you pull up, you know, seven game rolling average, this is not great for a podcast, but the, 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 the chart on it, you know, he peaked in ground ball rate above 60% in late May. And that was right at the beginning of the, you know, we, we said every week, he can't possibly keep doing this. Well, if you're getting 60% ground balls, you can, if you have good infield defense too. But now his rolling seven game ground ball rate is all the way down to 41%, which is well below anything that you know, he needs to be at to be a, a decent starting pitcher. And so you combine that with the high walk rates and the, you know, 16% K rate. It's just this Pirates offense, as bad as it is, can get to Elder. Uh, and so at plus 190, I, I like Pittsburgh as my dog. I did sprinkle, uh, I took half a unit on the, the first five and half a unit on the full game. Uh, Bednar has done a lot this week, but uh, he should be good to go given that they had an off day as well. So. All right, Pittsburgh's price right now at BetMGM, plus 180 full game, plus 145 on the first five line. What can you add, Tanner, to this? Because you're on Pittsburgh as well. Yeah, I I tailed Anthony first five and full game because how are you not going to take Mitch Keller against Bryce Elder at huge plus money odds? Um, I only have two things to add. Pirates been slightly better offense against right-handed pitching lately. I think they're in their better split here. I think the Pirates have the, the bullpen advantage. Uh, last two weeks, Pirates 3.7 bullpen ERA, Braves 4.7. And Anthony mentioned that Bednar um, is available, although he worked a lot this week. The Braves used Iglesias for 30 pitches last night. Minter pitched, Pierce Johnson pitched in the 8-5 win over St. Louis. Pirates have the day off. I really like the value here. Um, I think the Pirates can get to Elder and then a tad stretched bullpen. Some Braves fans will tell you no Iglesias might be a good thing. But no, certainly they, he's he's a good he's a good closer. Okay, so I think to wrap uh, to wrap up, and you can work in your bets here. We've got two real discussions. I think we should we we should have. So the first one, we'll save Marlins and Phillies for the end. Let's quickly hit on NL Cy Young. So if you joined us Tuesday, if you missed it, Tuesday we had B.J. Cunningham and Zerillo, and Justin Steele picking up steam as a potential Cy Young winner in the National League, catching up to Blake Snell. Snell's number has dropped to minus 200. Snell is pitching tonight against the Astros on Apple TV. Game is in Houston. And uh, Justin Steele is down down from plus 300 to plus 160. And Zarillo hit the nail on the head with this. But here we go. We got to see what it looks like now. He's going to get the Astros tonight, Blake Snell, and then... 
his next start in line with rest and the normal scheduled start would be the Dodgers next next Wednesday uh, or Tuesday on ESPN. It'll be, it, would, it would set up to be a national TV spot, which would make sense before the season because I think everyone thought Padres Dodgers would have great theater as the season winds down. DeBundo and Tanner, we did not get your thoughts on this, but the prices have changed. How would you like to approach Justin Steele? Or do you you have to stay away now at this point because the price is just not where it... I mean, Tanner found this before we recorded, everybody. Justin Steele was 100-1 to to win the NL Cy Young before the season. Or is there something to be said about Blake Snell? I know, DeBundo, you love to fade the Padres. Well, they're dogs tonight, plus 115 at BetMGM. Just your latest thoughts on the NL Cy Young and what to make of all this movement. Well, if you pull up their profiles, right? Innings pitched, dead even. ERA, dead even. Strikeouts in favor of Snell. You know, whip in favor of Steele. I don't really think there's a huge difference between the two pitchers right now in terms of resume. Yeah. Now... When the season comes to the end of this, I think the Cubs potentially winning the Central and getting in the playoffs, I think they're going to be in the playoffs. They may even win the Central versus this Padre season, which is going to be uh, is not going to age well, given you know the, the discussions about how they're one of the biggest disappointments in all of baseball. And given the schedule, I think the schedule is actually the differentiator for me because Snell has a start in Houston tonight. Houston yep. has crushed left-handed pitching. They're finally getting healthy uh, along their lineup. You know, Mike Brantley back and Chaz McCormick's been hitting well, and they've been kind of load-managing a lot of their guys. But their their best lefty-mashing lineup with McCormick and, and Diaz in there at the back end of that lineup is very difficult to uh, navigate. And then he's going to have the Dodgers. Uh, he will finish, it looks like, with Rockies Giants, his final two starts of the year. Yep. But Steele's schedule is is considerably more favorable overall. You know, he'll get the D-backs, who are an okay offense, but nothing nothing might, uh, too particularly difficult. He might get the Rocky uh, – Justin Steele might get the Rockies twice. Uh, well, he'll get the – he's going to miss the Rockies next week. So okay. his next two starts will be against Arizona at Arizona, home Arizona at Arizona, and then it looks like Pittsburgh at home, and then he will go to Atlanta. So Okay, never mind. That's the and then and then if they needed to bring him back and they wanted to, he could pitch in Milwaukee in the in the final week of the season to try to win the division. So I think there's going to be a lot more opportunity for Steele to make an impression as the Padres fade out of the picture. And look, I know that nobody knows the name Justin Steele, but the last two outings have been so dominant that I think he's put himself in that conversation. And I think as as more of the the baseball writers pay more attention to. Uh, the Cubs, I, I really don't think there's much of a difference between the two pitchers right now. And I know okay. uh, I could have gotten a better number before, and that's on me for not doing it. It's on me for you know focusing too much on the U.S. Open. But <laughs> the fact that he's still plus 160 to me is a big surprise. I don't – like current resume, I, you could make a case it should be minus 110 each way. So I'm going to back – I'm going to bet some steel. I'm talking to myself into it as we speak. But I'm betting Justin Steele to win the Cy Young. I love this man. All right. And look, I mean, and I think Snell point, might get rocked. I think there's a decent chance Snell gets rocked in one of his next two starts. There's always yeah. is. And Tanner, to to DeBundo's point, if the baseball writers might be paying more attention to Steele, you're going to have no choice but to pay attention to Snell because of the stage. I put stage in air quotes. He's on Apple TV. And then that start next week, if he implodes against the Dodgers, that opens a road here, opens a, it paves way, it paves the path 
for Justin Steele. You got thoughts on this? Yeah, a uh, couple thoughts. So tonight, I want to bet Astros in the over so badly because, as Anthony said, Houston has just been obliterating left-handed pitching. I mean, they have a 172 WRC plus against the side over the past month. That is outrageous. And Snell, I mean, everyone knows the problems with the walks. Um, yep. For the Padres, uh, they haven't been hitting righties all that well because the team sucks. Something that's giving me pause <laughs> is that early money hit San Diego. And I'm, I'm, I've been thinking so much about, because I have a Blake Snell 40 to one Cy Young ticket. And I don't know. I think I'm there. He's minus 200. I think I'm just going to ride it out. I, I don't know if I'm going to hedge it. I'm just going to end up feeling the pain. Because if he survives tonight, like I yep. said, the Dodgers are in a bit of a sketchy spot, and they're worse against left-handed pitching. And I think if he if he pitches ten innings, four earned runs with like twelve strikeouts and like eight walks, um, I think he's I think he's going to win the Cy Young. I think he's going to hold off Justin Steele. I know that there's more opportunity for it. I know that sports writers like to focus on who the better team is a lot of the times, but over the past few years, Cy Young winners haven't really hasn't come mattered. teams. It hasn't mattered. Uh, DeGrom yeah, won. I mean, you know, Sandy. Mets, yeah. Sandy won. But, but, but that's when it's not, when when there's a clear winner though. Like last year, Sandy was obviously the best pitcher. Right. In, right. in the case of a tiebreaker, I think, and so I'm, I'm doing the math now. Uh, yeah, he would start, if they just keep the five man, he would start September 21st in Pittsburgh, September 27th, against Atlanta, and then he would potentially start the final day of the season against Milwaukee to decide the division if that's what it came down to. If not, they'd rest him and, of course, start him in game one. But it would be really interesting. It's a really compelling argument, and I have not stopped thinking about this. But I think I'm just gonna. I think I'm just gonna hold my ticket. I, I, yeah, yeah. And, no, no, um, no, Tanner, Tanner, you're being consistent because, like you said, if – if the Dodgers don't hit lefties well and he's scheduled to start against the Dodgers, I know it's the Dodgers. Uh, relatively don't hit lefties well. They're still a, still, still a very no, good offense. No, I know, but he's being consistent as to why he, want, he wants Snow to. Snow has owned the Dodgers. I, I know. Look, I'm making, I'd I'm, ride making it. The worst, I'm making the worst argument here. Anthony is making the logical argument. I'm, generally, I'm just generally anti-hedge. And you know what? If he survives these two starts, I will have hit. 40 to one tickets on NL Cy Young winners in consecutive seasons. And I will never shut up about it. It will be, <laughs> I will put it on. My no, I, I would not hedge. Oh, I should make that oh, point. Clear. He brought like, that up. He already, he yeah. brought it up. I don't, uh-oh. So I, I'm anti hedge too. Yeah. I, I'm writing it out, but just for the people in this podcast, if you're listening to these two sides side with Anthony, it's the smarter move. He has a tougher schedule down the stretch and still has way more opportunities, but I'm just talking about my personal perspective on this. And my personal perspective on the game tonight, which is I want about the Astros, but the market's kind of keeping me away. That is one a more hell thing. of an anti-jinx by Tanner right there. Hell of an anti-jinx. One more thing is that uh, Mr. Steele will be pitching at Wrigley Field tomorrow, uh, which means you probably should check the weather. Wind blowing in, 11 miles an hour, Wrigley Field tomorrow. Okay. No, and no co- former Cy Young contender Zach Gallen uh, is pitching today, but there's no Cubs point five. Okay. It, it don't we, we don't need you to talk about that because you're not betting it. But I wanted to get it out there for the people just in case they thought we missed it because we want to talk about the Phillies and the Marlins before we go. Quick minute on this: Phillies win total. Uh, someone here on this pod of the three of us might be sweating that out. We've been talking about that. I've been talking about it, admittedly. But uh, it's a big weekend here. It's a big weekend here for uh, for both of you because Debundo's a Phillies fan and Tanner's in on the fish. 
Tanner, you can go first because I've been going to Debundo first the whole pod. Angles tonight on Phillies and Marlins. They start a series for the weekend. And I have a one more for the road. I really like the over tonight for my fish against Anthony's Phillies. Uh, fish have been slumping a bit lately, but they're generally good against left-handed pitching. 108 WRC plus on the year. Um, over the past month, their WOBA against the side is only 295. But their expected WOBA is 313. I think they've been a tad unlucky. Uh, their expected marks is their expected mark is in line with their season long above average production. Christopher Sanchez goes for the Phillies, and I think he's looked a bit shaky recently. I think he was due for some slight regression. I mean, look, he's still a great middle rotation guy. He is going to be huge behind Nolan Wheeler in the playoffs for Anthony. But four point nine ERA over his past five starts, eighty two stuff plus overall, a sixty seven stuff plus on the sinker over the past month. And did you know? Miami has the fourth highest team OPS against Southpaw sinkers on the season, 858. You guys know how much I love my young gun, uh, Yuri Perez, but he's prone to blowups. He's still just a kid. Uh, three earned run across four against the Nationals, four earned runs across four against the Yankees, four earned runs across four against the Reds, six earned runs across a third of an inning against the Braves. He's not pitching that deep into games. That could put pressure on a fish bullpen that has an ERA north of five over the past two weeks. And the Phillies are just crushing the baseball. Second best lineup against right-handed pitching over the past month. Trey Turner, Cal Schwarber, and Bryce Harper have combined for 40 home runs over the past month. 40. For context, that those three alone would rank eighth in MLB in team home runs during the stretch, just, just ahead of the Red Sox. And guess what? The wind is blowing out to left field at Citizens Bank Park. It is hot and humid. Ball, ballpark pal, their um, model, projects a plus 35% home run factor. I expect more dingers tonight for both teams. And I hope the Fish win this series by somehow sneaking out a win tonight and then getting to Ranger Suarez on, that would be Sunday. Because I am yeah. not that high on Suarez, except the Marlins are still TBD on who's going to pitch that game. Come on, Fish. Tabundo. <laughs> Go Fish. Total, by the way, total, uh, yeah. total, Totals at nine, folks. Totals at nine for tonight. Perez and the Marlins plus one twenty. Sanchez and the Phillies minus one forty five. Yeah, I'm a little worried about the weather here uh, because we have a good chance for thunderstorms, which could knock both starters out early and really push these bullpens. Uh, and and so you know, Sanchez especially does have a home run problem, but just something to monitor. You know, there are uh, thunderstorms in the area tonight, and that could cause a delay. It's supposed to peak right around seven eight o'clock, right around first pitch. So something to monitor. Uh, should be a good weekend series. Phillies, 23 games left. Brendan, you need them to go. Uh, you have 89 and a half or? 89 and a half. Yeah, so I, I believe you need you need 12 and 11, yeah. So it's going to be very tight. It's going to be fun. Uh, but <sighs> Sanchez and Perez, I have no bet here. No personal opinion. Uh, just, you know, a little worried about the, the potential of both starters getting knocked out. Could be a good uh, monitor the weather. And if you see the thunderstorms are coming in, maybe try to grab – some strikeout prop total unders before the market adjusts. That's certainly one way to play it. Also, if you're a narratives-based player, Trey Turner, uh, new father, back from the paternity list tonight. So uh, maybe something to watch, but uh, no bet for me. Anthony, Which team are you going um, to? you going tonight or tomorrow? I'll be there tomorrow for uh, Nola and, and old man Cueto. So. I was going to ask, okay, is, there, so- is there a price you would uh, take Nola at in that matchup for the Phillies? I don't think it's open yet. I have not looked at it yet, but I'm guessing Phillies are going to be at least 175. One or no, it'll be more than that at home. So probably minus 200 at home. Yeah. Okay. But I haven't, I haven't run anything yet. It's a total guess. If you're in, if you're in 
the city of brotherly love and you're at Citizens Bank Park, go find DeBundo uh, tomorrow and he can give you his wind analysis and help you bet the game if you'd like. I, I went to a game with a payoff pitch listener. Shout out Randy Mitchell. We went to uh, Let's Phillies go. against uh, – who they even – I don't even remember who they played. That's how sad it was. It was uh, – I think it was the Giants and we won maybe. All right. Good stuff. Yeah, the, no, no, no. It was the Cardinals. It was the Cardinals. They beat the Cardinals. But the game did not go over. It was very upset. Okay, we need to go. Uh, good stuff from both of you. Best bets for today, um, as well as that discussion on Cy Young and your teams that are playing head-to-head. <clears throat> Let's go fish. Uh, for Anthony DeBundo and Tanner McGrath, Brendan Glasheen, thanks for listening to Payoff Pitch Action Network's MLB betting podcast presented by BetMGM. We return on Monday. Have a great week. Look at his crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave. Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.